put me in the movies They're gonna make the big star out of me We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally you were listening to the Talk Art Movie Podcast, produced by the three ne'er-do-well indie filmmakers at Walks Awfully Films. On this episode, we remember Bill Paxton, some of our favorite roles and a few of the hidden gems in his filmography. Keanu Reeves discussed making another Matrix. What did I learn from watching VOD movies this week? And then it's time to find out the results of our last round of Force Watch. Let's jump into it. Here is your host, Alan Martin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 32nd edition of Talk Hard, presented by Walks Off the Films. Uh, guys, let's do this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Scott, Scott uh, you're coming to us live from Frankfort, Kentucky. What, what's going on over there? Oh man, I'm telling you what you, you you're giving me the honors of of giving our intros here. I giving want us you to do it this week. I'm tired of it. Well, you're in luck because this is we're going into week three and haven't even touched it yet of the MLS season. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> I should have not should have known better. Man, Major League <laughs> Soccer is off to a screaming start. The the you realize that the NCAA tournament brackets were announced today, <laughs> oh, for and you're what? talking soccer. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Soon to be God. the replacement for the NFL, but I'm telling you, <laughs> MLS is on its way to being a top five league in the world this year. Lord have mercy, top five league. Wow. Yeah. What? Who? Who? Well, who have you guys been following so far? Dare to dream. Um. Malik Monk. <laughs> I don't know him. I don't. <laughs> Jeez, see on, see on. Is he one of the uh, the Minnesota United loons? <laughs> <laughs> Todd, Todd, when's the last uh, when's the last soccer match you ever watched? That's not that, um, that didn't uh, that didn't involve your son. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm out. <laughs> oh man. Well, when's the next World Cup? Because that's when I'll watch. Uh, 2018. So right. well, I next got a couple year, more years. Next year. Uh, yeah. You're missing out. You're missing out. I'm telling you. Catch the fever. I think, I think the last time I remember watching one was um, we were up at Scott's house. I thought we were going to edit that day <laughs> or night. Yeah. And then he gave us he gave us these drinks. And then I woke up <laughs> like a couple hours later and sitting uh, on his futon or couch yeah i'd really um, rather you not tell everybody about these drinks that people get at my house we, um, we were sitting there like clockwork orange style with <laughs> yeah yeah staring straight at the big screen and saying right. wait a minute yeah look what happened yeah look um, at look how brilliant darlington nagby is guys Oh, my goodness. Well, that other voice you hear is right here from Danville, Kentucky. That's Todd Sheen. Todd, do you have anything that you just blatantly want to try to make us like <laughs> against our will? Um, that sounds good. I, like, I, if, if you could force me and Alan, there's there's our topic. There's our, yeah, there's our intro topic. If you could force me and Alan to like something, what would it be? Yeah. Todd, Scott's is off. Well, yeah, yeah, I want you all I'm to be not, super not, into soccer. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have to force you to do this. I, but you all are gonna be excited about shooting this feature before uh, before September one. Yeah. You're gonna. You're gonna be. You're gonna be so on board. Uh-huh. Wow. We're gonna be. We're gonna make that. We're gonna make that trip. We're gonna. We're gonna cast. We're gonna improv the heck out of it, and we're gonna have the fruits of our labor to Man. be shown before month nine. Wow. I hate to say that I think Scott's is more likely. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one way that I it's, can I can imagine us pulling that off, and it would be to completely adapt uh, adopt the uh, filmmaking style of of a particular filmmaker that we've crossed paths with before, and I think we could get it done. Um, maybe even to, to uh, some level of success, but. Uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah, it's going down, buddy. Get ready. What what about you, Alan? If you ready. could if you could make me and Todd like something that maybe we don't that we're not into. Yeah, I would make you guys uh, get into today's day and time of professional wrestling with mm-hmm. me, uh, especially with WrestleMania looming three weeks away from from today. Um, yeah, that's that would be my call. If you all, if if you all would cheer on the likes of of AJ Styles and Kevin Owens with me, if you would be great. I think it would it would require the resurrection of uh, the Macho Man if you could (laughs) bring him from the grave. (laughs) So mine's the least, most least likely. And is that did I say that right? The least likely to happen. And and reduce. Bret Hart's age by about twenty years, then wow, then you'd be talking. Well, I don't, I don't guess any of those things are sound probable. It's so. tough, man. Once you're out of that game, it's tough to get back in. It is because there's so many people you don't recognize, and you just you basically have to commit for two months to I'm going to invest in this and learn storylines and characters, right. and right. is it worth it to you? I guess it was to me about three years ago. So <laughs> to the point of where I flew down to Dallas and watched WrestleMania last year. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to have you all over for WrestleMania. I'm going to try. All right. I, I tell you what, in, in between, uh, in, in between film shoots, we'll definitely do that. Okay. <laughs> Let's make that a day. We'll, we'll, we'll film Sunday during the day and come back and watch, watch Mania. Yeah, it'll, it'll have to be all day probably, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, to take it to a little bit more somber level, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention, one of our favorites we were going to on the last podcast just kind of ran over on time. So we'll do it on this one. Um, but we lost uh, Bill Paxton um, last week's last, last week. Last I heard um, it was complications due to surgery. Were there, were there any more details revealed out of that? I know that's getting a little bit morbid, but um, just out of curiosity, anything else come out about how he, how he passed? It was a stroke. Um hmm. And they were replacing uh, an aortic valve, I believe. And wow. yeah, after the surgery, he had a stroke and, and passed away. Uh, wow. <clears throat> well, that man, Sad way day. too early. Sad yeah, day. he was sixty-one years old, so he still had he still had a lot to give. Um, and we probably would have soaked all of it up. Um, did, we were all fans. What what were some of you all's? I think all of us have a collective favorite that we liked him in uh, like role that we like the number one role. We all liked him. I think all of ours is probably the same. 
Um, <laughs> okay. Would you all agree with that? I'm guessing yes, but yeah. uh, I, I don't think I've heard from you all. No, I, I'm completely guessing too. But um, it, I'll. Do you want me to say Chet from Weird Science? Yeah. <clears throat> that is mine, unquestionably. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite characters in a movie. Yeah. Period. I love Chet in Weird Science. Yep. Todd, would you say that's yours too? Your favorite Paxton um, role? Man, I tell you what, and I, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'll mention another movie. I mean, because, you know, Hudson and, um, and Aliens was basically Chet um, <laughs> back, back in the Army. Yeah. And basically, if Chet had left the, you know, if he'd turned, you know, back from a turd into a human, he would have, <laughs> he would have gone into the army and attack the aliens up there and wherever that planet was. But, um, there, he did a, he did a movie, he, he did a bunch all, you know, kind of right together. And there's one that he was really good in, uh, called near dark. Um, and this is from, let me think, what's the time frame? Um, 1986 or 1987. I believe it might be 1987. Uh, it's just, um, it's a vampire movie. Um, also stars Lance Henriksen um, and Jeanette Goldstein, who were both in Aliens uh-huh. with him. Um, and you, you all, I don't think you all have seen it, but I have it not. Is, no. Okay, it was directed by Catherine Bigelow, who was married at, to James Cameron at the time, yeah. um, or as, maybe a little bit before. As many of his. Actresses were <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, and she did a heck of a job with it. Um, it's basically you know, um, Lance Henriksen, Paxton, and Goldstein, and then there's another younger actor, uh, are basically nomadic vampires, and they drive around like in a car, they'll drive around during the day, and they've got like aluminum foil in the windshields, and so it's just it's kind of it's like a West, it's uh, definitely like a Western with mm. four elements, mm. but his, uh, Paxton's character was wonderful. Very, very much in the same kind of, I mean, when you look at Chet and you look at, uh, Hudson and you look at some of the movies that he did in that time frame and that mid late, you know, mid to late eighties time frame, you know, he was basically playing himself or he was playing that same type of character, but it was great. Cause he's, yeah. he's obnoxious. He's got that face. That's just incredible. Um, but just delivered lines so well, had that Texas kind of draw. Um, but yeah, I would, I would recommend, I would recommend anybody that hasn't seen near dark, definitely to check it out. The, the, um, the near dark character, you liked it better than Chet? Um, I I thought they were kind of similar to be honest. I mean, the thing about, the thing about Chet is that he was great in it and it's also a John Hughes production. Yeah, uh, a movie written by John Hughes, who I think is one of the uh, probably did probably re- was the the best director as far as uh, really seeing what high school was like and recreating mm-hmm. that on screen, uh, writing you know writing uh, dialogue that really felt like you were watching kids of the time, and then also music selection and everything like that. So that was kind of a double whammy for me with him in that, because it was just mm-hmm. like, it was already a great movie. It was already written, put together well, and Anthony Michael Hall and uh, Kelly LeBrock, and then just to have, you know, to have uh, Chet in there. And obviously, I think that's the first time 
I think it's one of the first times I remember seeing him, other than Terminator, where he had a kind of a throwaway part. I feel like this is the most evasive answer I've ever heard. I think so. Even including political answers on any debates. <laughs> I'm sorry, was there a question? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Chet wins. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> but it's kind of neck and neck. <laughs> Oh man! All right, just barely. So, All right, Chet by a nose after eight minutes. Yeah, yeah there we go. Back around to Chet. <laughs> hey, listen, trust me. I, there's there's a ton. Man, there there are so many good performances by him. Yeah. That, oh that yeah, people, definitely. And his history. I mean, if you think about it, the great thing about Bill Paxton, he's he. There's a um, there's this iconic photograph of when uh, uh, President or when JFK was coming through Dallas before he was. Uh, assassinated um, and when he was leaving a hotel there's a shot if you go google it uh, and it's bill paxton as a as a young young boy on the shoulders of his father watching uh jfk like leave the hotel to get in the um the car to you know to make the trip through dallas um classic stuff and i mean this guy you know this guy's touched a lot of stuff he he's uh he's the one i believe that directed fish heads if anybody knows about the Fish Heads song slash uh, video, uh, which was very, you know, a very early music video, and it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a Dr. Demento type of song, but he directed the movie. He directed the Fish Heads music video. This guy's got, he's touched a lot. He's touched a lot. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> so for any people who are not longtime listeners of the show, you can tell when Todd's really excited about a topic because he's all over the place and can't contain the excitement. He wants he wants to make sure he, he hits everything. So so hold on. <laughs> yeah, so hold on. Let's so on the Chet issue. Uh, what is what is your all's favorite piece of Chet from uh, Weird Science? Uh, mine's definitely the uh, when he's trying to make. Anthony Michael Hall gets sick. <laughs> yeah. How about a nice greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray? <laughs> and then when he walks down the hall and for no reason turns his back to it and kind of does the elbows as he kicks the door open right. with the like mule kicks it. Yeah, fantastic. Man, all that stuff. That dude, that is a masterclass of comedy. Yeah. Chet is everything he does. What's so, your What's your style? It's just It's just it's a joke. Chet, you know, it's That's not a joke. That is a severe behavioral disorder. Those are women's underpants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love the stuff downstairs when he when he finds his grandparents in the yes. in the closet. Is that my grandparents? Do you think they're having a good time being catatonic in a closet? I'll I'll go. My favorite part is when he wakes uh wakes Anthony Michael Hall up in the morning uh with the shotgun with the gun smack him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Kunk, kunk. yeah, yeah. Take your little hussy home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
He, yeah. he had a way. He had a way of delivering a line yeah. that just. Um, oh yeah, man. I mean, it, in his chat, but yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, stop your stop your grinning and drop your linen. Nobody else, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, seriously, get that out there. Every like he's in that movie is such a short amount of time, but I mean, as much steals a a movie as much as yeah. anybody I can I oh, can yeah. think of. Like it, every single frame of him in that movie is gold. And, yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like if I if I try to think of characters that did more with screen time, I'm not sure I could come up with one. Um yeah. Alan, Alan, you told us you gave us kind of an assignment uh to watch maybe a lesser known right Paxton film. Um that we, I think Todd already revealed kind of one. The, yeah, the I, think that, one. I think that's yeah. where you were going. Is it right, Todd? Which one? Uh the, the near dark vampire. yeah oh yeah yeah near dark's a great a great example of what he's able to do and he i, I would say he definitely there's part of him that falls into that kind of chet uh behavior um he's just got he's just got some great it's paxton being paxton mm. is is what you can say and it's more like i said it's more of a western it's like a neo-western uh, kind of horror flick. It came out about the same time as Lost Boys, hmm. uh, but didn't get as much play. Uh, hmm. But but still a great flick. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen more Paxton comedy. I don't think we got nearly enough of it. I, I totally. No. <clears throat> what was yeah, your, what I did... think? Um, yeah, his straight. He did a lot of straight. You know, kind of those that straight man type thing. I would. Yeah. I would put it like you know what he did in Twister. Yeah, because uh, you know you didn't really get to you didn't really get to see the true packs, and he was just kind of playing the straight man there. Yeah, and I, I think to me, Twister was by far uh, of his dialed back roles. To me, Twister is definitely the best one. I, th- I think he it seems more natural. He seems you know, it works better because I think most of those movies where they try to dial Paxton back, you know, I don't I don't love it. It's not mm-hmm. it's not his you know it's not uh, his wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've never seen Twister. What? Never seen it. Oh man, Yon yeah. Vaughn. My Yon man, that's awesome. Awesome flick. Wow. Had is a, it, had is a, it good? It's okay. I mean, it's I mean, it's a staple of the '90s. Like, I don't understand yeah. how you yeah. got around it. It was it was one of those. Th- it was kind of like everybody that I knew that had seen it was like it's just kind of a special effects show. The right. movie's not really that good. And I was like, well, I'm I, I've already missed <laughs> yeah. it on the theater. I don't care to watch it on my twenty seven inch TV on a VHS if that's all it is. So <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, what did, what did you watch, uh, Alan, from that you hadn't seen? Uh, um, uh, I watched a. I had seen it, but it had been a long time ago. But I watched The Simple Plan. Uh, starring uh, Billy mm. Bob Thornton and Brent Briscoe yeah. and Bridget Fonda. Um, Sam Raimi directed it. Um, man, I, I, I don't understand how this movie didn't get a lot more um, notoriety because I hadn't... The only way I ever found it was like it was on... It was streaming on Netflix for a while. And I was like, well, Billy Bob and Paxson, it's got to be pretty yeah. good. And it was. It was great. And I don't, I really don't know how... Yeah, it's really, really good. And I, I had not... It didn't ring any bells with me as something that got a lot of promotion back in the late 90s when it came out. And um, just watch the trailer on that movie if you haven't seen it. And um, I watched the trailer earlier today. Just watch watch that and, and it'll sell you. And Paxton plays sort of the straight guy in it. Um, sort of the, uh, 
by the book. Uh, he's the one with the moral dilemma in it, but it's about uh, three guys that happen upon a, uh, a plane crash in the, um, in the, in the, in the woods. And there's $4 million in it. And they, they're trying to figure out if they're, they want to keep it or not. And, um, so then the FBI comes looking for it and things get a little bit nuts, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a solid movie with, yeah. a, with a great story and a great ending. Yeah. And, it's a great, yeah, it's a great, great. Movie. yeah, it's a great movie. And what's his, uh, the, um, uh, this was, Re- this was Raimi. I think this was Raimi after, oh gosh, it was after army of darkness and dark man. Uh, but it was before Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did, you know, he did a few movies. He did, he did that horrible baseball movie with Kevin Costner for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. And then he also did, oh, the gift with, uh, Keanu Reeves and, uh, yeah. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. It was uh, okay. But and that was okay. But yeah, this one is really good. It's, it's very much a suspenseful edge of the seat type movie done small town has, has yeah. a, you know, has a little bit of Fargo feel to it, but you it know, does. Ramey and uh, the Coens are kind of uh, like filmmaking brothers, if you want to call it, because they yeah. uh, they kind of grew up about the same time. Uh, but yeah, it's a that's another one. It's a great great movie with a great performance from Bill. Does a good job of, of making you ask yourself the question, "What would I do?" Like it does. You you get enveloped into would I make these same decisions, and if I did, you know, where would I go from there? Yeah. So did you did you uh, watch one Scott that you weren't familiar with or hadn't seen or <laughs> yeah sort of I uh, I watched U five seven one which I had seen one time but not since you know it first came out on video mm-hmm. and have either of you seen that I have I not have seen that I have but when it was when it first came out it was been a, a, a while uh, McConaughey too right yeah yeah first thought that hit me was. For a storytelling vehicle, it's hard to beat a submarine movie. That's true. Yeah, like it's yeah. amazing that people don't go to that well more often. Because yep. you know, when back to Das Boot and this mm-hmm. one and the Hunt for October and Crimson, Crimson Tide, Tide. <laughs> the yeah. fantastic Crimson Tide. Yeah, um, which I still to this day haven't seen because I. You know, as you all know, I'm a loyalist, and I was a Hunt for an October guy, so I was I refused <laughs> to watch. <laughs> wow, so loyal to Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, oh man, you're missing a good movie. You're just missing some good Hackman. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was the first thing that he was like, man, it's just it's it's such a a great device for tense storytelling. Yeah. Uh, really, any movie at sea. Like, have you ever seen a movie at sea that didn't work? True, that's it's very yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so easy to to build suspense and and you yeah. know and tension and there, there's like so the danger is so real at all times, right? And but you're not as confined as in an airplane. You know, airplane movies just don't work the same way. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Why not? <laughs> Look, I don't want to get into it. I mean, I could, I could, I could totally explain that, but. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Golly, uh, I for Paxton um, in the movie is very, very much the straight man. Like you said, Todd, that there are movies uh, like that, and this this one fits in there. Um, he does a good job, 
and but he is he is very much the stoic captain of the uh, the American submarine that they first set out on. Uh, this is of course before the reconnaissance, and uh, it's interesting <laughs> yeah. to see McConaughey in this because he's very much a straight man too, uh, but a leading man, and uh, probably the first time we'd seen him, you know, carry a load like like this. Um, but I liked Paxton in it. Uh, you know, he did a he did he does a very good job. Um, but they don't give him a ton to do, and they kill him uh, in the middle of the movie. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have left that out, but uh, just don't expect him to be in it all the way through. <laughs> um, but that's that's the only that's the only spoilers I'll give you then. And I do I do encourage people to watch it. I mean, at, when I first started watching, I was like, ooh, this isn't going to age well, but. After I, you know, about ten fifteen minutes in, I settled in, and and yeah, it was good. It was a good watch again. Um, not, you know, not the best thing you'll ever see, but uh, it was a good nineties flick. Yeah, holds up pretty well then. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Because you know, and again, because of, because I do think uh, submarine movies uh, and stories yeah. are are usually good ones and uh, and exciting, and this one is. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for the limited spoilers, then. All right. <laughs> Are there any other Paxton uh, Paxton performances that you guys? One of them that sticks out to me that I loved, and you said not didn't get a lot of screen time, but kind of stole it. the The first act of uh, True Lies, I thought he completely oh, ripped away. Oh yeah, from, uh, yeah, yeah. As the used car salesman, trying the to used car sales. uh, trying to pretend like he's a secret agent to pick up Schwarzenegger's wife, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That uh, was maybe one of the best uses of uh, Paxton that I can do? think of. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was perfectly done and cast, yep. Yeah, he, he had uh, he had some great lines in that. Uh, really nice lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, none that you can really repeat here, but um, that was good. <laughs> um, he, did, um, he did a movie, he did a couple movies, uh, that I that I liked, and um, there's one called uh, the Vagrant, which these are low budget kind of independent stuff from the probably mid to late '80s, early '90s. And he also did one called The Dark Backward, um, and he's in it with Judd Nelson. And Judd Nelson is a stand up comic that has three arms, uh, and that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, that is... there we go. Say <laughs> so you're right. But the the vagrant um, was good. It was uh, Paxton plays, to, you know, the the put upon guy that uh, he, this uh, homeless person is like stalking him and and trying to take over his life. And it's really more of a dark, it's more of a dark comedy than a than a horror. But it's got a little, it's got some horror overtones in it. So, but that's another good one if you get, you know, yeah. If you can come across it, it's not an easy one to find, but uh, it is good. And he did, but you know, he he he's kind of went back and forth. He did the independent thing, but but yeah. then he was also in, you know, he was in the Evening Star, which was kind of a semi sequel to Terms of Endearment. Um, he played, I think, Shirley MacLaine's uh, boyfriend, or uh, at the time in the in the movie. So, it, kind of a straight straight man character for him there too. So. Uh, also played, uh, when should be said in one of our favorite movies ever played Morgan Earp in Tombstone. Yep. Yep. I'm yeah. glad you said that. Cause I kind of yeah. slipped my mind, but yeah. What's the one, is there one line that you always remember from Morgan in that movie? Cause there is for me that I, like, if I think of Morgan in that movie, there's one line that I can, you know, 
the one that comes to my mind right away is you're the one Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> second up would be, uh, uh, when he's talking about, you know how I said they see a bright light when yeah. <laughs> that would have been my second one too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And his death. Scene. It, ain't, it ain't bright at all. No, it's a, <laughs> no. What do you say? I can't remember. I, I don't a, see. Uh, I don't a, see. Yeah, a, a GD thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Ain't, um, ain't true. I can't see a GD thing. I don't see a GD thing. That's what it was. Um, also, he is probably the reason why I quit watching. One of the reasons I quit watching Agents of Shield is because they took him off of there. Oh yeah. But I loved. I loved him as John Garrett on Agents of Shield. Uh huh. Yeah, that was um, that was another good role for him. Yeah. And he also played, um, let me look up his name real quick, but he also played uh, from Science Hill, Kentucky. Hill, Kentucky. Uh, Master Sergeant Farrell uh, in Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, whichever title they're going by this week. Yeah, that's right. That was and, my, my... and actually. Go ahead. Well, he was he was going to he was going to be in the sequel. They're shooting a sequel to that. No kidding. And oh, he man. was actually signed up to play the same role. Uh, because I think they were they had talked to the director, um, Doug Lyman, who did the first and was doing the second one. He was and he was saying that he had talked to Bill about. Oh, it that's a shame. Bill man. was actually he was actually concerned. He was concerned about his upcoming surgery and all that. And of course, mm. you know, the rest is yeah. unfortunate history. So. Yeah, because it was that what little he was in it was really really good. Yeah, him playing a soldier is is money. Yeah. Uh, him playing, you know, a larger than life character is just it's yeah. it's stuff. Have you That's seen that you yet, Scott? Edge of Tomorrow. I have. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and on a side note, before we get out of this, they played his uh, episode of Saturday Night Live from Tombstone. I mean, from uh, Titanic era. Uh, last. I wasn't night. gonna bring up Titanic for Todd's sake, but since you did, <laughs> click. <laughs> yeah i think isn't that one is that the one where there's there's a there's a skit in there mm -hmm. where they're like in they're like in a shrunken spaceship inside of a, a woman's body and uh, instead of it's like the fantastic voyage where in that movie they put they put a little spaceship in a in a guy's body so they could go in and destroy some kind of an illness mm -hmm. and in this one they're putting they put them in a ship and put them into a woman's body so they could impregnate her. And, um, of course. And all, so the whole thing, the whole thing, they're, they're just talking about sexual euphemisms the whole time. And the, the one I remember Paxson saying was, uh, here comes the custard gun. As only, as only, as only Bill can. I think that's the perfect walk softly way to say bye to Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's with the, the custard gun line. <laughs> oh man, I need to go back and watch that episode. Yeah, that's good stuff. For old Bill. Um, yeah. Scott, you got on my outline here a segment for the podcast. What did Scott VOD? I think that's exactly what we should, we should talk about right. when we come back from this break. Let's let's take a break and we're going to get into what did Scott video on demand? Can you, can you even imagine what it's going to be? I, I can't, but I'm I'm anxious to find out. Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back and find out. You're listening to Talk Hard.
From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Welcome back, everybody, to Talk Hard. We didn't want to keep you waiting too long to figure out what Scott watched on VOD this last week. So I'm looking forward to this segment because when Scott gets time to watch a movie, he doesn't he doesn't mess around. He doesn't have a lot of time. If he's going to VOD something, it's going to be worth worth his while and ours. So let's find out. Well, see see what he see what he demanded. (laughs) For my uh, for my nine to five. Eight to five. Um, we we do we occasionally do a show where we talk about what's on VOD that month that uh, that our fine uh, cl- uh, customers could could watch if they want to. So we'll check out some VOD titles and uh, during lunch and just kind of peruse them, see if if we can find some hidden gems. Uh, so we've we've stumbled onto a few. Uh, we've stumbled onto a few consistencies, I guess, uh, uh, some patterns that we've noticed, uh, checking these things out. Cause of course, you know, you know me and I, I like to tend to, uh, to troll the bottom of the river, uh, so to speak. <laughs> and like, if, I, I don't want to watch anything in between. I either want it to be really good or, or super bad right. and, and entertaining because of it. But I watched, we watched, Two, uh, I feel like last week, and both of them um, had uh, were in the trend of uh, because we, we know a guy, and and we'll give him a shout out here, uh, John Holt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who who got distribution for their movie, and uh, the distribution company asked him to retitle it, right? Didn't he say that they they uh, wanted him to because uh, they wanted him to to get uh, further up the alphabetical ladder there? Oh, maybe that was it. Was, I, I do what, know that they made him. They made him. They ditched the poster that he had yes. commissioned and went with a really lame uh, DVD cover. Um, <laughs> I know. I can't remember. I can't remember what else he was talking yeah, about. Though, they changed lots of stuff. Somebody was t- okay. So somebody we know was telling us. <clears throat> That a distribution company had asked him to change the title of of the uh, little independent movie that he'd made, um, so he could get farther up the uh, alphabetical list on VOD. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah. the 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 sooner you come on that list of VOD movies, the the, uh, the more likely the chance is that somebody will actually watch it. You know, because they're not going to scroll down to the bottom of the VOD movies unless they know what they're looking for. So D was too far down the line for this guy. Yeah. Well, and I've actually discovered it worked on us twice because that's what I do. I start at the top of the list, you know, and just happen to run Mm. into these two movies we watched. And But sure enough, both of them had been renamed three times. Wow. So the first one had originally uh, been called Solitude, and then it got changed to Beast of Prey. So, you know, quite a bit further up. Yeah, and then the, right, the third title change was American Beast. Wow. So each time, mm. more and more nonsensical titles that have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> uh, 
So and and if you all want to check that movie out, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it. But man, holy mackerel, it is uh, fantastically bad. Uh, Novelty bad. <clears throat> worth watching. Yeah, yeah, okay, pro- probably, but not in probably not top five of like novelty bad of the stuff that we've watched. But is yeah. is very bad. Um, the other movie that we watched uh, was first called Philly Fury, and then it was called Southern Fury. And it was, and then they ended up with uh, <laughs> Arsenal. And the the name, the title they gave it was Arsenal. Again, has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Uh, the uh, completely nonsensical. And so, but the the thing with this VOD movie is that we've we've stumbled into the Cusack phenomenon. So, uh, do either of you like uh, John Cusack? Oh yeah. I'm a Cusack fan. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, and I really enjoyed like you know the, what High Fidelity and yes. the first um, uh, time travel the uh, hot tub time machine. Oh. The first one I enjoyed yeah. and thought he was really good in that. Well, better off dead. Yeah. Well, our boys got debts. Oh, or, better off dead. Or something. Yeah, he does. He must have a lot of debt. <laughs> Because he is in a running with Nick Cage for who can do the most straight to video titles and uh, is not shy about it. And so we've taken to, if we see him on something, we're watching it. And Arsenal had both Nick Cage and John Cusack on the billing. Mm. So it was a no brainer. That's that's a must see. Yeah, it was an automatic watch. But what we've noticed with these Cusack movies, and he's in a ton of them, is that uh, the less movie, the less uh, money that they have for a budget on these films, you know, uh, probably the more sway he has in his contract, uh, the more he's going to wear a hat in these movies. (laughs) And we have yet to see a straight-to-video movie from John Cusack where he's not wearing... A black baseball cap with nothing on it. Just it's just a black wow. baseball cap. And so the more he wears it through in the movie, the lower the budget was. Like the the worse the movie is, the more he wears the hat. And, you know, because the the director has no sway whatsoever. Like, come on, John, can just just maybe maybe this scene you don't wear the hat. No, like so. <laughs> for so, and this was my favorite because when we will bet ahead of time before we watch the movie, how many scenes is Cusack gonna not wear his hat? <laughs> and on this movie I said one scene one scene he will not wear his hat wow I, you said the over under at one I said the over under at one and I was wrong they came under he wore a hat in every single scene and in fact in some scenes he wore two at once and I'm kidding you not <laughs> Two hats. <laughs> yeah. In some scenes, he would wear a do-rag. In some scenes, he would wear the black baseball cap. In some scenes, he would wear both at the same time. And uh, our man has a clearly has a serious problem with showing his hair. He does not yes. like his hair to be on screen at, at this point in his career. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a, just an interesting little phenomenon. Anybody out there that wants to watch some Cusack straight-to-video stuff, you can play the will, will he be wearing his black hat. Game. <laughs> Todd, he was, Todd is either eating wow. bugles or he's feeding tickets into the showbiz pizza <laughs> munchie machine. It's it's honestly it's not me this time. It's not me. I'm not eating. I'm actually sitting quite still. I hit I hear some crunching. That sounds like some chips. 
being uh, being consumed. I like the idea of you having a showbiz ticket machine <laughs> eater. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was then. Even well, I'll on the uh, look into it. Even on the movie poster for Arsenal, Cusack's got a hat on, a black hat. Yeah, the, uh, and I'm thinking he supplies his own hat because that that same black hat, no logo <laughs> on it. Yeah, you start trying yeah. to find a straight to video movie he's in where he doesn't, he's not wearing that hat. Wow, I defy you. And Nick Cage's I, mustache and hair is pretty oh awesome. Oh my gosh, man! I'm telling you, Cage in this movie, like this one. I think if you're gonna watch one of those two for the the yeah. entertainment value, like <laughs> yeah, this one because. Cage's man is out of his mind. That mustache oh is insane. He's out of his mind. Wow. And the, the Mo wig he's got on. <laughs> yeah. Goodness sakes. I watched a um I watched a Cusack movie, golly. Um it's been a couple months ago. And I think I actually mentioned it before. But he and Samuel L are in it, and it's a it's based on a Stephen King book called Cell, C E L L, and it's about um, uh-huh. people on their cell phones and there's some kind of a pulse that goes through their phones. And if they're, if you're on the, if you were on the phone at the time, then it like zaps your brain and turns you into a, uh, a killing machine, like a zombie. And uh-huh. he just happens to not be on his phone when it happens, but he sees what's happening. He actually sees everything happen. Uh, you know, the, when the pulse goes through, he sees these people just turn into raving lunatics and uh <laughs> i watched and, this yeah we, we watched did you watch it, yeah. cell uh-huh. okay was he wearing a hat i can't uh, remember uh that one i feel like there were two scenes where he didn't wear a hat um okay i think i think he had <laughs> two, two scenes yeah two scenes of no hat in that one that we, i don't know how they got cute well i don't well i know how they got cusack but I don't know how they got Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh my and, gosh! Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, it's horrible. That was the thing that blew us away. Was that the yeah Sam <clears throat> Sam was in that one? Uh, and it's a Stephen King story. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, ugh, Man, it was. It's awful. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, Nick Cage in this thing, I'll tell you, he he uh, beats somebody to, <laughs> to death with his bare hands. Mm. Open <laughs> open hand punches. <laughs> Oh wow! He sm- he slaps him to death. Yeah, it's like yeah, it, it, it's like it's like a claw punch, and he and he beats the guy to death with him. It, it was Dang. it was pretty incredible. Um, but other people uh, get beaten with tire irons and and whatnot, and and they're okay. But he, the force of his open fist claw punches. Oh, wow. <laughs> the blood the blood man it's it's <laughs> it's past peck and paul nice so yeah if, well, if you need something to watch right now on ebay um you can buy a 12 movie action pack <laughs> holy crap <laughs> with uh starring some nick cage and stolen uh-huh. um, jason statham in blitz and uh, let's see, what's Cusack? Van Damme in Wake of Death. <laughs> <clears throat> Cusack in War Incorporated. And then also direct action starring Dolph Lundgren. Shout out to Dolph Lundgren. Hey, Dolph. Oh, 12 is. movie action pack for seven bucks. How can so, you pass that man, up? How yeah. can you pay less than a dollar for a movie? You know, yeah, like, 50 you know, cents basically. Yep. Yeah. 
half a buck for 12 movies. Look at that. Martin, oh, Martin's ordering it right now. Look. Yeah, I'm trying, to, <laughs> Look at that. trying to get in here and get in this bidding. um i don't i don't know how how do you get to that point because i mean cusack has i mean he also did uh it's been within the last uh probably year or so he did the he did the movie uh where he plays an older brian wilson from the beach boys yeah have you seen this yes i have yeah that one's actually not bad and he's he does a pretty good job yes he does yeah um so I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I know, yeah, I guess the debt and everything, but you got to think that's ruining your property value. There. No, no, there's no, bit. there's no question. And I, yeah. I, I really do like John Cusack, and uh, you know, pe- more people should use him. Um, but if anybody decides to check out Arsenal, uh, <laughs> my theory, <laughs> my theory is that Cusack wasn't in the script. But like <laughs> last minute, like maybe they had tried to get him at first and they filled the role because he said he wasn't available. And then he comes back he's like, dude, you know, I just opened up and, you know, I'll take that spot. And they're like, oh, we already gave the role. But, you know, and they're, but they're thinking, uh, you know, we can get him for X amount of money and, and put him at the top of the bill, you know, mm-hmm. and, and well, what are we going to do with him? We'll figure it out as we go. So he is his character is literally. Uh, the least necessary character of any movie I've ever watched. Wow. <laughs> and I can comfortably say that. It's not hyperbole. It, it's amazing as you watch it. It's like, why is he there? What is Goodness. what what is what is his purpose? What why why does this character exist? It's ridiculous. He's an undercover police officer. And he's useless. <laughs> Absolutely useless. That's a shame because I mean he really, man, sure thing and better off dead and one crazy summer. And yeah, he's done a, you know, high fidelity is another great one. He, I mean, gosh, how he's just you, very likable. He's got you know he's yeah. got. Uh, yeah. It's almost like Cusack is in the mold of you know has the potential of a. Robert Downey Jr., but never, you know, as far as his charm goes, mm-hmm. but never got that chance to, you know, that one role that just, you know, people were able to grab on and, and like, you know, all of a sudden pulls you out of the ditch and and, and puts you into this yeah. next phase of your career. He never had that. Yeah, and yeah. he did make some bad decisions. <laughs> yes, yeah. And you have one in mind that's the... That's the worst decision he made, probably. I mean, it sounds like Arsenal might be might be knocking on the door. <laughs> um, uh, that well, move, that I really was looking forward to uh, that Edgar Allan Poe movie he did, The Raven, and uh, it was really bad. Yeah, I, I I liked I liked the production value on it. I liked the period yeah. feel and everything, but yeah, it could have it could have definitely been. A little better. Um, yeah, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. I really liked being John Malkovich too, and he was good in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he can. He's definitely hit or miss. But man, when he misses, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as much as uh, our audience loves some good VOD, yeah, straight to video titles. I think it's time, boys. Let's uh, let's play some games. All right, so Force Watch, 
Are you all ready for the results? I can't wait. So we gambled on opening. I can wait. <laughs> opening weekend box office. Um, I think somebody already knows where this is going. Opening weekend box office for the Matt Damon epic, The Great Wall. <clears throat> Uh, domestic box office. Um, and uh, I think I guessed $27 million, which was just a terrible guess. Uh, <laughs> Todd went uh, Todd went $17 million, and Scott swooped in there and Bob Barkered him with an $18 million <laughs> guess. Guess who won? Woo! <laughs> I've watched the it. domestic box office for the opening weekend. $18.4 million. Man, I've watched ball. a lot of prices right in my day. I know how this <laughs> is done. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Price, price is right sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, before we get into it too much, let me just go on record as saying that I'm. I, I, it's going to be hard for you all to take away my claim as the worst force watch player <laughs> of all time. Um, I'm over three now, but and not even close uh, <laughs> on any of my guesses. But uh, all right, so Scott, congratulations on the big win. Thank you, thank you. What are we? Uh, what are, What are you forcing us to watch before we reconvene? Mm. All right, I've I've got something. I almost want to. I almost want to gift my watch because I kind of feel bad for Alan. Like you know, is he ever going to win one of these things? I don't want your stupid pity gift. <laughs> I mean, is he ever going to get us to you know Just get pick to, your get, GD movie and let's move on? Force watch, force us to watch anything. Um, I'm going. I'm I'm getting there. Well, you know, we've got a long-standing tradition uh, of the type of movies that that we liked uh, to to watch uh, as we were growing up and. For my birthday, Mr. Todd Sheen uh, bought me a Blu-ray of Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it has been sitting on top of my TV, and I've been wanting to watch it, and uh, and now's the time. <clears throat> now's the time. So you haven't watched it yet either. That's right. So you're really... But Todd, have you seen it? I have not seen. So that. wow. Okay. So are you really taking a risk here? Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, this is a Rudy Ray Moore uh, film, and and we were huge fans uh, from Dolomite fame uh, back in the day when you, when when video stores actually existed when we were uh, teenagers, and you, we could go in and just look, you know, across all the the box covers and try to find something that was awful looking, and we would take it and watch it, and we absolutely loved doing that. Uh, and really found some fantastic movies along the way, including Mr. Rudy Ray Moore, uh, and uh, you know other classics like The Human Beast, mm-hmm. and the human and the one armed assassin, one armed exec- executioner. Yeah, no, was <laughs> the one armed one armed executioner. See, yeah. this is that's maybe I could go that direction too because that was the one movie I think that I didn't get to see that that uh, that you all saw. Um, you don't remember that one with the uh, no? You, oh no, that was a human beast that I'm thinking of. But yes. Yeah, the, the, the one armed assassin was. Yeah, yeah, it was that, pretty incredible. That okay. uh, yeah, that was a weekend without me. Somehow I I missed out on that one. So and it's haunted me ever since. But you know, I wonder. Like I, I'd say, apart from the Rudy Ray Moore movies, like he's at least famous, and these black exploitation movies are you know, 
have mm-hmm. a lot of notoriety, so you can find them. But I'm betting the one-armed executioner and like the human beast. Like, where would you find something like that these days? Like, you know, I don't even feel like you could. You know, I don't know. I think that I've got. I've actually got the one-armed executioner on VHS. Oh, shut wow. up. I see Petey Wheatstraw, and I see Idolamite Part 3, Petey Wheatstraw, but I don't see Petey Wheatstraw, the devil's son-in-law. Well, I, Is it the I, same thing? Yeah, it's got to be. And it's not, oh, you yeah. can't even rent it on Amazon Prime, so <laughs> this is going to take some digging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Um, that, you know what? I know the the, com- <laughs> the the company that put it the that put out the physical media. They, I think they've actually got some of their movies on. I think online that you can watch. I think it's like video video vinegar syndrome TV or something. BS TV. Look at this. Um, you could check that out and see if if they've got it streaming. Well, if y'all uh, find it, man, please send it my way because I do not want to buy Petey Wheat Straw. <laughs> I don't know, man. Why not? I don't. I don't. I want to. I want to be one and done with Petey. All right. Well, there it is. We're gonna come back and watch a little Petey Wheatstraw. We'll let you know what we think uh, from Rudy Ray Moore. I'm looking forward to it because Dolomite is awesome. So, um, so look, this week we are gonna gamble on James Gunn's project, um, a project he sunk a lot of time and heart and effort. And apparently ruined his marriage for the Belko experiment, uh, which opens up this weekend. Um, the obvious choice was Beauty and the Beast, but we don't do obvious things. So we're going to do the Belko experiment. Scott, as the winner, you get to decide what what it is we're picking. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do the Belko experiment. Um interested to see you know how this goes it's 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 horror it's supposed to be wacky uh i'm interested to see what kind of box office draw james gunn is because he's certainly what they've been selling with this thing right you know he's he didn't so is that what we're doing is box office or are you doing are you doing reviews or uh, what where are we that's what are good, we picking that's a good question that's a good question um <laughs> i guess that's what you were asking me uh it's okay <laughs> Let's do, yeah, let's do box office. Okay, opening weekend box office. Wow, that's going to be hard. And it's going up against Beauty and the Beast. Is that the, those are the only two new openings, Uh, wide, wide open? I think so. I'll look in just a second, but I think so. Opening weekend for the Belco, and I finished last, so I get to go first, but that might not (laughs) be an advantage on this thing. Um, Because I don't really know how big a release it's getting. Belco, um, yeah. Or Beauty and oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, you know Beauty and the Beast will be massive. I don't know how many screens Belco is going to open on. Um, I'd say it'd be safe to say two thousand or maybe a little under two thousand. Um, because mm. usually, usually you're gonna. I mean, you know, Horrors had a pretty good year so far with the, yeah. Get Out and what was yeah, the other? That's true. Uh, and that's probably what they're they're probably banking on that too a little bit. Yeah, go ahead and, and his pick, name. Go ahead and pick something, man. Hey, man. Um, don't worry about. I'm gonna me. go. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. Um, I'll go. I'm gonna go. John Wall. I'll go eleven. Eleven million. Is this box office? Yeah, opening weekend box office. Opening weekend box office. Okay. You go right ahead, Scott. 
No, no, man. Scott won. You got to go last. Who does? Todd, uh, Scott has to go last because he won. Oh, so basically, I tell you what, Scott, go ahead and <laughs> go go ahead and pick your number, and then I'll just go one behind you. How's that yeah, no, nah, see, I'm about to I'm about to hit you hit you with that one again. <sighs> Maybe I should have to go first. You know. Uh, maybe so. God, that is that is a good point. How have we been doing it? Is this the way we've been doing it? I'll go first. I don't think we first. ever. I don't think we okay. ever like put it in an order, did we? And I tried to. You can redo yours if you want to after I after, after okay. I name but then mine. you all go and I'll go last since I since I finished last. I uh, think that's how we have been doing it. My bad. I'll say fourteen million. All right, Todd. What do you got? Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nine. Nine million. Well, I can't pick eleven. That would be so stupid. <laughs> Price um, for me is to pick, right. right. Price <laughs> is right. Well, uh, do a Price is Right you or Todd? <laughs> That's the question. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. somebody's getting barkered. <laughs> Well, I've already been barkered, so I think I think the one that hasn't been barkered needs to be barkered. All right, I'll do it. 15, 15 mil. All right. But I don't think it's going to make that much against Beauty and the Beast, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah it's hard to say. That counter-programming, you just never know when it's going yeah. to I mean, that's a, that's a big title to go up against, that is. It is, and it's not. you don't see a lot of pub for Belco. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, see right. commercials yeah, for it on TV at all. It is so. an awfully small... Uh, horror so yeah i don't know what those don't know what and he screened are. it at the toronto film festival yeah so um you know i don't know but anyway that's an that's an odd opening date yeah 15 million and i'll probably lose again so go ahead and get your go ahead and get your pick ready todd uh human for tornado next, for next week <laughs> all right <laughs> we're gonna work our way through rudy ray's <laughs> filmography yeah all the oh, way man all right um well, I think I think that probably about wraps it up for tonight, don't you all? I think so. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Ty, you got anything else? Um, definitely, uh, definitely go out and watch a couple of Bill Paxton movies that you haven't seen before. And yeah, we gave you some good ones, and we did not mention, and we talked about this during the break. We did not mention Frailty, and we should have because that was his directorial debut, and it was it's really good as well so it's a great movie everybody i saw that in at the brighton square twin cinema in frankfurt look look at this i'm looking at you scott back in the day (laughs) whenever it came out i think that i don't know if that was the only place it came out that was close by but i remember Blythe and i ate at long john silvers and then went to see frail people drive from people drive from miles around not not just for franklin square cinemas but also our our long johns (laughs) it is well this this wasn't franklin square though this was the brighton when you all oh okay Uh uh-huh yeah that's old i've only seen two movies there that uh frailty and uh man in the moon with jim carrey so wow and then (laughs) Don Juan Boom. over here treating his lady to some fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Extra chips, please. Actually, Extra I think crumbs. we even. I think I actually. Uh, I think I sprung and got a schooner of Coke. <laughs> a schooner, even. Uh, let me tell you, when my grandmother would uh, go to Long John's and she would ask me what I wanted from Long John's, I would 
only order the crumbs. Get... <laughs> so she would bring me. Yeah. A, a <laughs> Is that an option? Yeah, you could get just the you crumbs. You can just get crumbs. Yeah. yeah. They're like thirty cents. They're probably more now, but it used to be you could get them for thirty cents. I can't imagine why I have acid reflux either. I can't either. Um, After creating sauces and Hardee's from there. <laughs> Had from some, their yeah. array of chili sauces. <laughs> some great habits back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the crumbs and would pour uh, malt vinegar all over them and just eat them with a fork. Yep. Oh, that's yep. awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my god. Chase gosh. it down. Chase just, it down with a Coca-Cola. It's like hobo cereal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. I think, uh, I think, I think, I think the title was uh, Train Yards. <laughs> Man, oh man! <laughs> I want to see the the. I can see the the box, the the cereal box in my head with the the hobo on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hobos. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, you, right? yeah. You'd, you'd have to call it hobos. Hobos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with like a dash between the B and the second O. Just leftover fish breading and vinegar. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of a uh, toy, the the malt vinegar pack in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you use milk, please use milk that's past the expiration date. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to taste right you know, otherwise. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There has to be some sour there. All right, no, <laughs> no salty, no salty and sweet, please. There's a reason why we we got up to 200 people. Uh huh. 200 listeners for some long john's talk and speaking of everybody if you if you made it to this far in the episode and you haven't written a review uh giving us a rating on itunes man we'd we'd like that go ahead and do it and make us happy yeah maybe we'll start giving shout outs not only to dolph but to the folks that that uh, leave us a review yeah yeah on the podcast even if it sucks yep that's right um and don't forget to visit uh, from last episode. Don't forget to visit James E. Russell Two's Twitter account and, <laughs> and right. check out some of his hot takes. <laughs> yeah, I want. I want. We're gonna. We'll be monitoring uh, James Russell's uh, e, uh, Twitter account, and and if he blows up, then we'll be, we'll be watching. If he if we if, if next week he has twenty five followers, we'll know it we'll, was. The, we'll be so happy. <laughs> talk hard bump. <laughs> that's right all right i'm i'm going to bed um i don't i think that james russell that might have been the guy um by, sitting behind us at the winter soldier <laughs> it just seems like it might be him no that guy was way more positive <laughs> james russell i don't know it's, it's it's hard to tell i don't know <laughs> james e russell too all right there it is, everybody. There's another there's another episode in the books, so do with it whatever you will. We will talk to you soon. For Scott Stafford, Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie And I know that you will plainly see Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally